Hey everyone, this is episode 99 of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is February 9th, 2018. I'm Robert Ring, and with me is JT, my buddy. Hello, number 99. 99. Isn't that how many hours we've wasted. Isn't that fucking... I know. (laughs) (laughs) We could have had like three college degrees probably by now. Oh, easily. Uh, what would you, what would you rather have a college degree, top five things you'd rather have a college degree in than do the classic gaming podcast? Ooh, that list is actually probably not too hard. What's that? That That list probably isn't too hard. If you could have a degree in anything, what would you have it in? Uh, if I wanted to, to be geared towards my career, I'd say business, but if it was like personal interest, probably history. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think history is very interesting. I don't know you were like a history dude. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts where they talk about history, and I don't know. It's just crazy some of the shit that I learned about that I had no idea ex- happened or existed. Uh, sweet. Have you ever listened to um Hardcore History? Yeah. Oh, man, that's the best history It's really podcast. good. It's really good. It flows really well. It's not super long. Dude, like, yes, it is. It's fucking long. <laughs> Well, it doesn't. Feel some of long, them are sorry. like some of the episodes are like five three-hour episodes. Yeah. Do you know what's great though? It's like I listen to them at work, and it literally feels like nothing. Like it's, it goes by stupid. Oh no, I agree. Maybe they don't feel long. I can I can give you that, but they're long. Even like the fast ones. He's like, we're gonna do a quick one, and it's like longer than one of our podcasts. <laughs> So it's a, oh, we're going to do a quick one. We'll do a t- quick email section two hours later. <laughs> but yeah, it's super good. If anybody who hasn't heard it, if you're even really, if you're not like, I started listening to that bef- like, and I'm not really even a history guy. I don't get into history very much. And I never, history was always my, like the subject that I was least interested in, in school, but it is a really interesting podcast. Yeah, actually, podcast. I was kind of, bo- I was kind of bored with it as well when I was in school. Like certain things were interesting to learn about the wars and, you know, major events, but most recently, I've been very interested in history just because to see, like, the parallels from different times. To oh, today. yeah, like, yeah. It's just, it's very interesting now because we're at a very different time. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see the, the differences and similarities. Yeah, it is. It's like, we think everything's new when in actuality we've probably done something similar. Oh, it's just crazy. What's the, um, what's the line from Battlestar Galactica? Danger Will Robinson Danger? Uh, no, all of this has happened before and it'll all happen again. I, I think that's that. it. I think that's it. <laughs> um, I thought about something after we did our list last week, the games that we would like to speedrun, that, that we would like to be good at speedrunning. Mm-hmm. I left out probably what should have been my number one, which is VVVVVV. Oh, that yeah, that's a, a cool game. Really cool game. I, uh, it's a game that I really love, and speedrunning that is one of those where it's like, holy shit, look, look at what this motherfucker can do type thing. It's like, it's not where you're just glitching your way through it, you know? It's like, yeah, you gotta be, it's like, it's, it's all down to just crazy precision and that kind of stuff. So anyway, I thought, I, I wanted to bring that up, because that would be an awesome one to speedrun. I, I got a shout out, a shout out. This <laughs> goes, this one is, <laughs> this is for, uh, from... Chase, the night cleaner, sent me my special surprise for winning the, um, for remembering, remember he, like, the contest was, uh, what, what did you call me or something when I first emailed him, like, I called his by the wrong name, and I got it right, so he sent me a copy of the unofficial SNES Super Famicom Visual Compendium. 
Whoa. And it's like a hardbound book that has basically, uh, as far as I know, every or almost every Super Nintendo and Super Famicom game. Uh, it's got like information on each one and like big blown out like uh, screenshots from each of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like a really, really nice. It's like a almost like a coffee table book. Awesome. Um, Have you gone through it at all? Yeah, I haven't like read through the whole thing because it's it's fucking long. But uh, but uh, yeah, I've looked at it a lot. It's like my favorite thing about it is just looking at the the, the pictures from the games. Mm. Um, like I can just flip through it without reading anything and it and just be perfectly happy. But it's got. A lot of information. Some of the games have quotes from some of like the developers or maybe the person, you know, who composed the music for it and stuff like that. And then others like have like maybe longer detail about them if they have a particular story. And then there's like little extra sections. Like there's a section about the Super Nintendo's Mode 7 and uh, all this kind of stuff. It is a uh, really super cool book. So thank you, Mr. Yeah, that's Cleaner. awesome. It was it, it's super awesome. I've got it on my desk. Right next to me right now. Um, Is that right next to your book? To my yearbook? To your book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's My books are... They come first. And this <laughs> one goes right after them. Uh, do you... What's up with you? Anything... What's up? What's, up, what's going on in the world of Jay? Tell us. Let's, let's kick, kick, kick back a little bit. Let's see. Let's see. What's going on? So... It's getting really hot here already. It's like 85 degrees almost every oh, day. Shit, that's kind of pissing me off. Yeah, I know it's the beginning of February and it's hot. It's weird. It's like 50 it degrees at the fullest point, and then like yesterday, I was walking around outside and I was like, "It is so hot right now." It was like almost 90 degrees. It's what? it's not like hot here, but it's uh, it's getting warm. It's yeah, it's non-jacket weather yeah. in the afternoon. In the mornings, it's still pretty cold, yeah. like 29, 30 degrees. And, uh, but then once you get to like 11 o'clock, then it's in the fifties. Yeah. That's kind of how it is here right now. It's just, it's very annoying because most of uh, last year we had a really long summer. It was very hot for a while. So I couldn't really get out and do what I want to do. And now it's finally cool enough and we're able to go hiking a little bit later in the morning, but now it's already 85 degrees. I'm like, holy shit, how hot is this year going to be? Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all. That's exact. That's my exact thought process. Every time it's like, Oh shit, how hot is this year going to be? Yeah. Seriously. Cause like, you know, we're talking get closer to like July I and mean, we breached one fifteen, almost one twenty. What are we yeah. looking at this year? <laughs> I know. No shit. And then my other thing is, is like, Oh shit. How much longer till global warming just kills all of us? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, just, that just makes me sad. Yeah, same. Uh so on that note, let's talk about news. Yeah, what's going on? Shadow of the Colossus remake came out. Yeah, I watched people play. Yeah, it looks awesome. Uh and it it's does getting looks really cool. I haven't played it or anything, but it's gotten really good reviews. Basically everyone is just like, Yeah, this is killer. Uh it looks fantastic. uh did you, I was never a huge Shadow of the Colossus fan. Like, I absolutely appreciate what it did, and I thought it was a really cool game. And I love, like, the scope of it and everything, but I just <laughs> didn't have a fantastic time playing it, especially compared to, to everybody else. I like watching it. I haven't played it too much. I've probably spent, like, less than five hours playing it in total. I watched my buddy play through the majority of it, and I've given it a couple tries. It seems like a game I'd really enjoy. I just haven't been able to 
haven't been motivated to sit down and play it. I think at some point I will because they're they just they're just cool games. They're very very cool games. I love the visuals of them. Yeah, they are super cool. They do look awesome. I didn't somehow I didn't even I hadn't even heard about this until everybody was like it's out. And I, it's me out too. Games. Actually, I because I I saw it was uh, really popular, like really high on Twitch, and I was like that's interesting. So my first thought is somebody's speedrunning it. So I'm like, click on it. And it's like, nope, 20, 2018 release. I'm like, what? And then I was just like reading it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a brand new game. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. I, I usually see, um, I usually see games like that come out. Like I'm like watching for them, or at least you know getting ready to watch somebody else play them. Mm-hmm. Kind of caught me by surprise. Yeah, same here. Um, okay, so there's Shadow of the Colossus. Here is a uh, another thing that I I don't remember if I maybe hadn't heard about this until just recently, or if maybe I heard about it and then sort of like forgot about it. But the Commodore sixty four Mini has a release date. Mm. It is coming out March twenty ninth. I think it's technically called the C sixty four Mini, uh, but it is the Commodore sixty four Mini. Basically, these. This company is making the, you know, like the Commodore 64 version of the, you know, Nintendo Classic and Super Nintendo Classic and all that. Um, and you can go check it out, uh, vc64.com. It doesn't seem like it's going to be super awesome. The, uh, the library that's on it, I don't know. So I don't know a bunch about the Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. I know just the basics. I don't know what games were... Well, I know some some of the games that were considered really good. I don't know the vast majority of you know what games are considered good or what are, what are must haves or anything. But everything I've I've done some research and like checked out some uh, like forums and stuff like that. Everything I've seen is is people like, oh well, the library doesn't have any of the games that like that are famous on this Commodore sixty four. It seems like I don't know maybe they had trouble licensing them or whatever mm. but apparently the library there are a handful on there that are that that a lot of people have on like you know their top 60 c64 sure. list and that kind of stuff but the vast there's like 30 games or something like that and the vast majority of them are just like basically games that nobody really seems to care much about um also the so you know the commodore 64 of course was a computer the C64 Mini is is basically the keyboard, the Commodore 64 keyboard, uh, I guess like a miniaturized version of that, and that's what it is, and that's what you plug into your TV and stuff. Interesting. Um, but the keyboard does not work. <laughs> what? It is a non-functioning keyboard. All that works <laughs> is the controller that you plug into it. That's funny. The modern modern setup. Here's the kicker. You can plug in a USB keyboard to it and use a keyboard that way. <laughs> <laughs> so you plug your keyboard into your keyboard and then you can use a keyboard. Uh, so I don't know if this is going to be great. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can take a shot in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we probably can all take a shot in the dark. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's not sounding very good. Uh, on those same lines, the Super NT was released, and here's yet another thing that I hadn't heard about heard about until it came out. I guess like yesterday, I think pretty much. Wow. Um, which is a uh, it's a console that plays Super Nintendo games. 
Oh, okay. Uh, there are plenty of those. But the thing that is supposedly special about this one is uh, it uses like real hardware that that reads the games. It doesn't emulate them in any way. Interesting. So this is not this is not the mini. This is something separate. Correct. Entirely. This, this is this is not re- this is not made by n- Nintendo. Oh, okay, I didn't hear you say that. Okay. Yeah, it is. It, it's not. It's a it's a third party thing entirely. But the hardware it has, the hardware it uses. Um, directly plays the stuff as opposed to gotcha. basically anything else which which emulates it. Uh, and in I'm I've heard I've I've checked out like several reviews and, and a bunch of video reviews and that kind of stuff. And everything that I've seen and heard is really positive. Uh, apparently, it runs wow. every. It seems to run everything pretty well, including some of the uh, the more complicated games or some of like the kind of quirky games that maybe like you would expect <sighs> to maybe not run quite right because you know maybe they use this or that technology. Sure. Everything seems to run fine. Wow. Um, the, the, the resolution is, is, is really good. Uh, like, basically everything about it seems like really, really good. Sounds really promising. I, I, it is. The, the only problem is it's like almost $200. Oh, Jesus. But it's, it's kind of like, he, this is the best version of a Super Nintendo, basically. I mean, for me, I prefer just to have the original hardware yeah because i like uh, how much i was gonna say how much would an original hardware super nintendo be? uh probably about if i remember correctly when i got mine i think it was about 80 dollars. but that's not obviously you get all the titles on this thing right um no 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 this doesn't come this come <laughs> the only games this comes preloaded with are super turrican and i think like super turrican 2 or something like that which right never... but it can accept you said it can set roms right um actually that's a good question. How do you get stuff for it? Oh, well, okay. it, no, it plays the cartridges. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that. Part. That's because okay. that's what I was saying. It, the hardware runs the games directly, or that's what I was trying. That's what I was trying to say. The hardware directly reads the cartridges, just like a Super Nintendo. It doesn't like d- take a dump weird. of them or something like that. Two hundred so, bucks, Jesus. Apparently, it works really well. The resolution is great. Uh, it is wow. HDMI, I believe. Which obviously you know you can't do that on the Super Nintendo. Um, <laughs> Watch <me>. and uh, <laughs> so yeah, everything I've heard is, is is this seems Super NT sounds really good. It's the only complaint that I've heard consistently is yeah, it is a little expensive. How so, can they do that? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I I haven't cared enough to look into it to figure out how. But I mean, there are plenty of companies that that, that have made consoles that play super nintendo games nintendo games and, and all you would that think that nintendo releasing their own mini would be you know more upset about this so wouldn't you think uh possibly but i mean it could just be a matter of of uh patent law because of it because eventually patents are no good anymore so you know the patent for the super nintendo probably doesn't apply anymore so you can make a game that plays super nintendo cartridges because that patent has run out that's so crazy I, to that's, think about. I'm not a patent expert by any means, but I believe that's pretty much the gist of it. That's so crazy. Yeah. I get it, but it's crazy to think about. Uh, one more thing. You know the Final Fantasy remake that they're working on? Or, I'm sorry, Final Fantasy VII remake. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, the re- <laughs> you know the remake of the Final Fantasy series in general? No. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> um, supposedly... So they they released some footage of it, you know, I guess like over a year ago, it seems like. Mm-hmm. 
This is uh, according to SiliconEra.com. Uh, the director of the remake, uh, Tetsuya Nomura, has decided that um, to to change Cloud's appearance from the kind of like emo version of Cloud closer to the original version of Cloud that that we all know and love. What is the original? Um, oh, okay, I see. I see. Kind of okay. like goofy, silly, kiddish type, and not you know, not like Kingdom Hearts style uh, cloud. <laughs> nice, so like that. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only way I can no, describe. You're it. right. You're right. You're definitely right. Don't get me wrong. It's just funny, Every, especially to hear you say that. All the, I haven't you know played a whole lot of other stuff that has cloud in it, but every time <laughs> I see a picture of him from something else, he's super emo. You know. Um, which whereas in well, Final, super emo in Kingdom Hearts, yeah, and in Final Fantasy VII, that is not how he was. Nope. So, uh, so what the director of the series of the of the remake has said is that this is this is his quote: "Cloud was a dork." I believe those of you who played the original would understand what I mean by saying he's a dorky character. <laughs> so I don't know if I would necessarily say he was a dorky character. But I like that they're, I mean, going in that direction at least. Because, yeah. It's more interesting. It's more interesting and it's way more interesting. Less lame, also. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. I'm actually excited to hear that. Yeah. Not something I ever thought I'd be excited about. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't have expected them to go back that route and be like, yeah, let's make it how we originally was. Absolutely. I'm very happy about that. You want to talk about. you want to talk about the games we've been playing? Sure, that's fine. Uh, I go first. You always go first. That's fine. Do you want to go first? <laughs> no, I'll I'm just you. messing with you. I'll let you. I'm just trying to create drama where there is none. I'm just <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> All right, I've got two games. I've got two games. You ready for this? Yes. First one. F-Zero GX for GameCube. Okay. I'm looking for a date. Hold on. 19, oh, I'm sorry, two, 2003. So, uh, obviously, there was F-Zero on the Super Nintendo. Then there was F-Zero zero, uh, G. Is that what it was for uh, Nintendo 64? I want to say it's... That doesn't sound right. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it was F-Zero X. <laughs> I'm getting my letters mixed up. <laughs> then... Uh, on the GameCube, we had F-Zero GX. F-Zero, if you're not familiar with the series, you, you should be. It is a basically a futuristic racing game. You are driving basically like hover cars, but they look... They pretty much look race car-ish, but they do hover. Um, and they go super fast. The, the games generally have a very good sense of speed, so you really feel like you're going fast on them. And, uh, and that's basically all there is to it. There's, there's like, if you, there, there are things on the walls where if you kind of hit the wall, like every track has either walls or like a drop off on the ledge. If you fall off, you die. And you, and it's not like Mario Kart where you go back onto the track. Uh, typically it's like, oh shit, if you fall off, then that's your, the race is over. Uh, and if it doesn't have the ledges, then typically they have, these kind of like bumpers that, that do a lot of damage to your car when you hit them. Um, you're, you have a health bar. Obviously if it gets to zero, you blow up. And, um, in, I don't remember exactly how it works in the previous two, but on this one, uh, I, I think it may be the same, 
but I'm not 100% sure. On this one, you have a uh, speed boost, and you can use it anytime. Um, you Well, I'm sorry. You you get a speed boost after the first round. Every every race is three laps. After the first lap, you get a speed boost, and you can use it however much you want, but wow. whenever, whenever you're using it, it's draining your health. So it's kind of like a trade-off. Yeah, it's, it's a cool trade-off where you're like, Okay. Yeah, how greedy you know, can I get? Exactly. How greedy can I get? How confident do I feel that I can control the car? Um, you know, going super fast. And, you know, in some cases it might be kind of like a ditch effort. It's like, well, if I'm in like fucking last place, I might as well just, just go for it. Yeah. So, uh, this one has, um, the, the mechanics are all there. And the races feel really good. It's um, it's it's got little. If you hold the R and L bumpers, you will like slowly drift left and right, and then obviously you know the 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 um, joystick turns and all. If you turn and do like hold the bumper for uh for that direction, then it'll try then it'll kind of do like a super tight turn. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, a really solid sense of speed, just like the other games in the series. You 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 have this feeling that you're going super fast all the time. Uh, the tracks are really cool too, um, which is, which is also common for F zero games. The, the environments look cool. They're all in these futuristic places. Some of them, you know, a lot of them are like on other planets and they, they, you know, have really cool looking planets like around you and that kind of stuff. The, uh, some of them have tracks that like go upside down and, uh, and, and have like jumps and stuff like that. There's one where you're, like 80% of the track is inside a tube and you can go totally like you can be like the tube twists and turns all over the place to where not only can you, you know, go up, you know, on the top of the tube, you know, to where you're basically hanging upside down or to the bottom or side to side. But at some point, once you're in the tube long enough, like you don't even actually know which side is up anymore because it's done so much twists and turns. Uh, And then there's one that's like the opposite of that where it's more like you're riding on like the outside of a tube. And uh, so it's like, you know, you can go around it, but you want to try to stay on the sides that are, that are inside the turn and that kind of stuff, because otherwise you're, you're, you're having to cover a lot more ground to ultimately go the same distance. Uh, on that one, it's a lot harder to stay on the track because if you start going too crazy, then you're just going to like fly off of the thing and crash and die. And the race is over. Um, the difficulty, the F-Zero games are, are not, are not like easy by any means, but this one is like especially tough. Um, so there is a story mode on here and, uh, along with just do it with just being like, okay, I want to do this circuit. And I think each circuit is like five is five, uh, five different tracks, five races, you know, each of them three laps. Uh, and there's also a story mode. And you unlock individual chapters of every chapter of the story mode is is one race, uh, and you unlock each of these by earning points by doing the circuit. So like mo- most of the time you'll be playing the circuit and like be like okay you know you came in for first place after these five races here's like you know fifteen points or something like that and maybe it takes ten or fifteen or twenty to unlock the next chapter of the story mode. Uh, the story mode races are really tough the first one is not that hard but even that one would it took me a couple tries to get it on easy and it's just uh all right here you have like 50 seconds to 
go through this track and try to pick up these little like uh these little like blinking kind of, not coins but imagine them like coins like you know in Mario or something like you, you got to hit a certain amount of them um throughout the race and if you don't get this many in 50 seconds then uh then you don't pass so th- that one already is pretty tough but then the the, the next one and I'll talk about story mode a little bit more in a second. But in the next one, you are racing against... Um, what's the fat samurai guy's name? You know who I'm fat talking about? Fat samurai guy. No. F-Zero Samurai. Samurai Goro. He's like the, oh, okay. He's like the villain of the F-Zero series. He, he, he drives the pink hover car. And he uh, you're racing against him. And it's on this... Um, it's it's not really a race track. It's like a stretch of road that's next to a mountain. And uh, you have to beat him to the end. And as you're racing, there are uh, boulders falling off the mountain, like onto the road that you have to dodge. And I swear you have to play this basically perfectly to be able to uh, to beat him. You have to use every bit of boost that you can. You absolutely cannot hit any of the rocks. Uh and like that's the only way to win this particular race is just to play per- just play it over and over and over again until you're like okay I know how to do this perfectly and then finally eventually do it. Huh. The um backing up a little bit the story mode is kind of hilarious on this game. It's like completely just like way overblown and uh and just like goofy. When, like, when it first starts, I, I didn't get too far into the story mode, so I don't know how the full story plays out, but I saw plenty to know, like, that it's just, like, silly fun. It is, uh, the when you first start off, it's it shows, you're playing Captain Falcon, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, when you do any of the circuits, you can play any racer that you want and pick any car that you want, but when you're doing story mode, you are Captain Falcon. And it shows Captain Falcon just, like, Walking down the street, like on the side of, it looks like kind of like sort of reminiscent of like New York, how you would imagine, you know, like a busy, busy street, a whole lot of stuff going on, people all over. And he's walking down the street, like in his racing gear with his helmet on, like (laughs) super huge proportions, like his muscles are like comically large and he's just like walking along and then he just like dips down a little alleyway and like goes in through a secret door where his like personal training chamber is. <laughs> and then the fuck? like when you, when you meet, when you in the second one, when you see Goro, it's basically like, you know, I'm going to get you captain Falcon. All right. Well, this is what, it, this is what it is. If you can beat me in this race, then I'll let you live. Like, you know, just like stupid <laughs> stuff. And then when you beat him, it like shows him like stomping and getting all angry that he lost and stuff. It is uh just like really funny and dumb. When you play the uh the circuits, bless you. When you play the circuits, it's um like I said, you pick you can pick any of the racers you want. And uh one of the cool things is there are a lot of cars uh and racers to unlock. So, and you do the, you unlock those with points as well, just like you unlock the the chapters to the story mode. Uh, And so you, and they all have different stats. So you can be like, okay, I want a car that, you know, maybe has better handling or better acceleration or, you know, whatever. And, uh, and, and there are some that do have the same stats. So that way you can be kind of like, well, these are two the same, but this one looks a little bit cooler. So it's not just 100% stat based. 
when you play those, when you finish a uh, a circuit, then it goes into like a um an interview. And uh, it shows you and there's this guy interviewing you like on stage and it like you pick it gives you a, tr- a list of questions and you pick the um, the question that he asks you and he asks you the question and your guy just gives like it's funny because he's got this big production this big setup you're on stage in front of all these people there's this guy and it's kind of like implied that you know this is like also being broadcast on television sure. and he's got a microphone and all and there's a big to do about it. And he asks you one question and your guy gives like a quick answer. And he's like, all right, thanks for the interview. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and then, but there was this one time where I forgot which character I was, but I, I was this like green alien um, character. And he was asking me, I forgot. I don't even remember like what the question was that he was asking me after the, after the race. But you know, it's always like, you know, what was your strategy or, you know, are you surprised you did so well? You know, a basic question, you know, that you would ask somebody who just won a race. But, but this one particular time, the announcer, I think, I thought I had a, um, I'm going to try to find, when, when you're going over your game, I'm going to try to find a video of this. I thought I had one, but I must've forgot to copy the URL. He was shaking the announcer was like shaking and doing this weird, like awkward shake and like twitching as he was asking me the question. Uh, and for a second, I thought that the, um, that the game was like glitching or something. Cause he was doing this just like really awkward, twitchy, shaky motion. And I think it was supposed to be that he was like scared of your guy. Cause you're like this alien. I think you're supposed to be mean or something like that. But it looks like he is on crack and like completely just tweaking <laughs> And cannot control his, himself. It, it is the most bizarre looking, like all, like one hundred one hundred percent. All it looks like is that he did way, way, way too many drugs and cannot like actually control the movements of his body. So that was really awkward and funny and hilarious. Uh, what else? Okay, the music in F Zero, in the F Zero series is is especially in the one for Super Nintendo is awesome. That was the one letdown I would say about this one is that the music was pretty forgettable for the most part. It uh it just didn't like it didn't really stand out in any way. It wasn't bad, but it really just didn't stand out. Um you the the, uh, the only other thing I can think of really that I haven't gone over is that as the game also has uh you can buy parts, you can buy car parts using your points. And instead of picking one of the cars that already exists that you know that has a uh a racer and a car combined and all that you can create your own car and like put it whatever colors you want and combine whatever parts you want. And, you know, obviously the parts have different stats and all this stuff. So that was kind of cool that you can also, you have like 30, like I said, there are like 30 cars or maybe even a little bit more that you can unlock. Oh. And then you can also just completely customly build your own. So, uh, so that was really cool. So F zero GX really weird game. But like, kind of funny, stupid in a good way. I did. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I didn't get a ton. Once there are there are only um, three circuits to do, and it's kind of like once you do all those, then all there is to do is try them on harder modes, and then well, and then there's the story mode, of course. But it gets so hard that there's a point where it's just like I can't, I just can't do this. Like I can't. I'm not good enough, you know. So. Uh, very, very good game. Very fun game. 
really kind of over the top goofy in some in some aspects. But there there definitely it was kind of a hard wall for me. Um, once I got once I kind of you know played all of the races once or twice and did a little bit of the story story mode. It's like jeez, oh, I'm gonna have to like really 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 try hard to advance in this game. So it does not have a for, for me at least a lot of staying power just because it kind of blocks you off so hard. If you super, super, super love the game, then that, I guess, kind of goes the other way around. It'll give you more time because it takes a really long time to sort of master it, I guess. Uh, so it sort of depends on what you're looking for. Overall, solid F-Zero game. Probably not my favorite, but I definitely uh, enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The other game I played, and I don't have a date for this one either. The other game I played was awesome really yes it was uh, a dreamcast game getting getting, getting getting a little bit more out of that dreamcast a little more mileage out of it it came out in 1999 the typing of the dead interesting <laughs> this game was so much fun okay you know the house of the dead the arcade yeah. the arcade cabinet shooter? shooters exactly yeah it's it's on rails. You don't control your character at all. It's it well. You don't control you know where your character is going or anything like that. It's first person view. You're going through like a city or whatever, shooting like zombies and zombie like creatures that are coming at you with the uh, with like light guns. This is the exact same thing. It is it is part of the House of the Dead series, but you use the Dreamcast keyboard and type words instead of point a gun and shoot at them. Wait a minute. Is, is this the game where the things are like walking at you? Uh-huh. Is, is this a, that game? And yeah. you have to like type the words and they like flip upside down and backwards and shit? Uh, there, there was none that I recall that flipped upside down or backwards or okay. anything. Okay, one then. But they, um, but they do have like a zombie will be coming at you and words will pop up right in front of him. <laughs> and you got to type in the words real quick. And as you're typing, as you're hitting the key, assuming that you're hitting the correct keys... It's like every um, key press you do shoots him. And it kind of like stalls him every time he gets shot. So as long as you're typing correctly, then they're not advancing um, towards you. Uh, if you're doing it fast enough. And then, you know, when, once you type the whole word, then he dies. And there might be two or three oh. coming at you and they all have, you know, little boxes in front of them with words. And you got to sort of like choose which one you're going to you're going to go at first sure. and you know while you're t- while you're shooting at this one and typing at this one then the other ones are still coming at you so then you got to you know make sure you type them all out quickly enough before any of them attack you the mechanics of the game the game feels really good it feels good like while you're typing and you can hear like the gunshots and like it's super super responsive so like every key press every individual one like you're you know typing a word super fast and then you just hear like while you're shooting, while the bullets are shooting the, uh, the the monster or whatever it is coming at you, uh, and then it gets pretty uh, <laughs> pretty like uh, challenging later on because there are longer oh. words, more difficult words, longer like some a lot of them, and even in the first level, a lot of, a lot of them have like full phrases that you have to type out. Holy shit! And there really? might be three or four of them at a time, you know. So you're trying to type as fuck as fast as you fucking can, and if you mess nope. up. Then you have to like you know back up or not 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 back up but you have to uh, you know like pick up where you left off because obviously it doesn't count if you're just mashing but it only counts the correct letters so uh, you got to like be really careful make sure you're typing like correctly and quickly 
And um, so the, the, the mechanics are fun. What's also fun about it is, well, there are a couple of, there are a couple other things. First of all, the game looks really good. Especially, you know, for a 1999 game, the graphics are, I would say, pretty exceptional. Uh, whenever you see your character in game, and there are also like a couple other characters that, that run around with you, whenever it kind of, whenever the camera sort of backs up and maybe there's like a cutscene or something and you, and you actually see your guy because, you know, most of it is first person, your character is actually running around with a keyboard strapped onto him. And, and that's like on his chest, kind of like, I can't, I can't really think of a good way to explain it, but he's got like straps going down to where the keyboard is like, you know, the, the way a keyboard really would be sitting in front of him. <laughs> and then on, so if you pay attention, um, then on, on the character's backs, they have dreamcasts strapped to their backs, like backpacks. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. I'm trying to find this a, uh, nuts. here, here, here. Hold on. There's a, um, <laughs> here's a screenshot. That's super funny. Holy shit. It is awesome. Here, look at this. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's too good. Okay, and so that's that's hilarious. And then and like there are little cutscenes here and there, but obviously, you know, the story is just completely asinine. It's like some guy is wanting to like he's released monsters on the world because he wants to like take over the world or something like ridiculous, you know. <laughs> Uh, some of the phrases that they have you type are like really awkward and, and, and funny. There are like Miami rice was one. Uh, one of them, <laughs> I only wrote down a few. One of them was, th- these are the ones I wrote down. Miami rice. Um, hot tubs are terrible. Do a wheelie on your mom's bicycle. And then like, there's this one. So this was, only, this is this particular thing that I'm about to talk about was not like widespread throughout the game, but it was like for a solid five or 10 minutes, like 50% of the phrases turned like this. Like they started turning like vaguely sexual or in some cases overtly sexual. That's what I was wondering if you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so one of them was, was fairly innocent, I guess. Uh, cheerleader, cheerleader legs. Ooh. And then groping is a crime. I mean, yeah. Suck on my pinky. Oh. And then straight up, the last one of this, like, this whole section where this came up just sort of out out of nowhere, just straight up, the phrase was sexual harassment. Uh, So. They knew. They knew. They have a fun time (laughs) with the phrases. It's not just like, I mean, there is a lot of basic stuff like, you know, beer can, typewriter, you know, things like that. And then, and then, like, then they start throwing like weird ass stuff at you. Like, hot tubs are terrible, which is really fun. Not wrong. No, no, that is wrong. Hot tubs, hot tubs are not terrible. And then sometimes there will be like a projectile thrown at you, and it's just one letter, but you have to hit it really. You have to have like super fast oh, that's response. Cool. Time. See that? That's really clever. Damn! Holy shit! Yeah, I, I was really impressed with how clever they got with it. And then they they even take it a little bit farther than that. Some of the uh, bosses have different mechanics where. Uh, like for instance, one of them has, you know, the bosses pretty much work the same. They fly around or whatever and a phrase will pop up and you have to hit it, but you just have to do it a whole bunch of times. Um, but one of the bosses has a question will pop up and then you, there are three answers that pop up and you have to type the answer that's correct. 
So like, not only do you, so you have to like look at them, figure out which one is the correct answer really quickly, you know, after you read the question and make sure you're typing in the, the right thing. And it gets kind of hectic because like you're trying to go so fast, you'll start reading a question and then you like try to scan the answers as fast as you can. And for me, like I would kind of like look at basically like the first word and see like if the first word looked like it was going to be the answer to that question, then I would just like start going for that one. And then maybe not realize until I was 90% of the way through typing it, that that was actually the wrong one to be typing. Uh, so that was cool. Then there was one, <laughs> there's one boss that has like really long phrases that you have to type out. And one of the phrases for this boss was, you know, the feeling you get when you're in a chair and you lean back too far and almost fall over. Oh, <laughs> that's what that it, feeling. that's what it feels like when I dance. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's so true. No, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> so, um, the, the only other thing I'll say about this game is the ending, which I guess is technically a spoiler, but it's, if you don't want, it, it's funny. There's, there's no story to be spoiled. If you don't want the funniness of the ending to be spoiled, then I guess skip the next 20 seconds or whatever. But it's, there's, it's, it's pointless because there's, there's basically, you can't spoil this. At the very end of the game, you confront like this, this bad guy who has, you know, released all these monsters on the world and you're on top of a building and he's like, oh shit, you know, you got me. There's nothing I can do now. And he jumps off the building. So he, he like backs up to the building, like kind of movie style and then like jumps backward off the building. And then he has, he apparently had a bungee cord strapped to him and he flies right back up and then lands right back where he, where he was standing and then he burps, and then the game's over. I mean, so that's, far more you've told me this game that doesn't really surprise me. No, exactly. No, exactly. That's 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 exactly what I was gonna say. That is, that like sums up the game all on its own. Like that encapsulates this game. That one little scene. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is like uh, one of the more fun games that I've played in a long time. Wow. Well, it, it, as far as classic games go, it, like it was, yeah, just, yeah, no, I got you. it was super fun. I enjoyed all of it. I, I, you know, that I really appreciate games that are like quirky and and like silly and stupid. Yeah. Um, so it has that going for it. The typing feels good. The game mechanics feel good. It actually does get challenging. There are there were times where I would have to where I would die on a level and have to play play start it over. It doesn't get hard. I would say. Um, and there weren't many parts that I had to play through more than maybe two, two times or maybe three at the most, but it is challenging enough to where you're not just like breezing through it super easily. And, uh, it was just, I, I'm, I really, really, really enjoyed playing typing of the dead. This is a super wow. fun game. So if you have a, if you ever have an opportunity to play this, I realize it, <laughs> Probably a lot of people won't because it involves getting a hold of a Dreamcast and a keyboard. Although there is a, um, it's it's not a port of this game, but there is a PC typing of the dead that that's on Steam. Um, so I can't speak to that one, but I think that's supposed to be pretty good too. It's it's a uh, it came out in 2013. Uh, it looks like it's actually called Typing of the Dead Overkill. I don't know. If, um, if that one's any good or if it holds up to this at all or not, but if you ever get a chance to play the Dreamcast version, go for it because this is, I had so wow. much fun playing this. I'm How, glad to hear you say it. 
It's always nice when one of us really enjoys our game. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 I don't mean it like that. No, that's oh, okay, I, I thought that was a segue so nice into it. I'm glad one of us no, could enjoy it. No, 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 no. All right, let's, no, no, no. let's hear about yours. What are you, you so, going to us with this time? Just slap us across the face with it. No, it's a good... Well, well hey um, <laughs> So I played Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Sega Genesis. Oh, wow, really? And, okay. Yeah, and because I know I played a Sonic game recently, and... Um, I really wanted to play it again, but I wanted to do something different. So, and this is the game that I really, uh, the, one of the things I talked about for our podcast of the New Year's, I really want to beat this game because it's, I don't know, it's just, I've gotten to the last boss multiple times and not been able to complete it. Oh, right. And, and I started playing this game again and it is so fun. It, it is so fun. It, all the levels are so unique. They have a completely different visual theme, usually different mechanics, and the music is unbelievable and it ties it all together so beautifully well like this game is it amazed me over and over and over how good the music was the music is so accurate for the environment each each world is unique and then you get unique music and the tempo of the music is it flows really really well um obviously you know you have the base mechanics of a sonic game um you're fighting Dr. Robotnik, so after usually every two levels, um, you fight Dr. Robotnik, and then uh, later in the game when you get to the third level, uh, you actually have to fight him. Okay. And the difficulty of the game isn't been super crazy, but it is such a good balance of like, so far, I actually know I'm very far into the game. I'm one, I think I'm like two levels away from the final boss. Oh, okay. Um, the what I love about it is the levels. Well, usually you'll have some real manual stuff. You're crawling through stuff. You're dodging objects. You're, you know, rolling into a ball, going through mechanics, and then suddenly you kind of just let go, and the game takes over, and you fly around the stage real quick. And oh, you do a bunch yeah, of really cool yeah, visual. I absolutely remember and that. It, it's such a perfect balance of that because it goes back and forth. Cause you're like, okay, I've been grinding, 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 and then boom, you get like shot across the map, and you're like, I just made so much progress, and it, it just, it has a really solid balance uh, of that, and it just makes it really fun. What's even more exciting about it is a lot of the times when you're going through those autopilot type modes, you can shorten them by doing something and then ultimately find a secret. Oh, and the secrets oh, are fun. Okay. So you mean like yeah, kind of like break up the break up exactly the, break okay, up gotcha. the flow. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and sometimes you find some really cool secrets, you get extra lives, and then also you you have the gem worlds, which is, the gem worlds are pretty fun. I, I remember them being a lot more difficult than they were this time. I actually had really no problem. Like if the goal was 130 coins or excuse me, um, yeah, coins, rings, uh, I would usually end up like 150 or 160. Like it was not, it wasn't that hard. I was really surprised. Uh, the worlds themselves, I got stuck on the second or third world, I think for a little while. But after that, I kind of one shot um, all the way up until the second to last world, which I'm in right now. Um, and this game came out in 1992, Sega Genesis, as I said. And this is actually two-player. It was two-player. I obviously don't have the ability to... It's not really... Anybody. It'd be a little bit difficult for me to set it up, but um, it can be used two-player, and you can play as Tails, and he has an ability where he can like uh, he can hover for a second using his tail. I played as Sonic, so I, I just kind of did the, the... I guess it's kind of probably the hardest mode, um, okay. just because he doesn't have that hover ability, but this game is super fun, and... Uh, the boss battle music for Doctor Robotnik—it's the same time. It's the same music every single time, but it's really good. Like, let me show. I gotta show you. It's actually crazy. Um, like it's—it it just gets you going here. Let me see. Yeah, here it is. Listen to this. I'm send you directly. And what's so every world has its own music. The boss battles obviously have the same music, but I'll, I'll let you listen to the structure. All right, hold on. Let me let me stop for a second, or else this is gonna be playing over you on the recording. So let me just hear it real quick. Go for it. <laughs> That's so good. 
How good is that, right? And it gets better. And it just it, it, something else that I didn't mention about the music is like you know when you're playing platformers, and there's a there's a good tune for the level, but it's like a 30 second interval, and it's just every 30 seconds you're getting the same thing over and over and over. These like you see how long that one is. Like the mm -hmm. the tracks are long enough to where I didn't really notice it overlapping too much, and I'm sure it happened. So either they're really good at making it sound like it doesn't, or they just made really long tracks for each level. Either way, it's really, really good. And then the one thing I will say is the drowning music, I was so terrified of as a kid, and I'm more terrified of it now. It is so scary. Like, I have to show, I have to show this to you. <laughs> like, I, I, I drowned, I think, twice. And after that, I just, I don't even... I don't even touch the water. Yeah, this is this is this is traumatizing. I, this is why. Is this the one that everybody thinks of? I thought that was, from, or is it the same as the first one? What's the one? Is it the first one? It's very similar to the first one. It's okay, very similar to the okay. first one. But imagine, so imagine you're underwater and you're jumping across blocks and you're like struggling to get out of these pits and you know your your character's on the verge of dying and then this happens. All right, here we go. And it gets faster and faster. Oh yeah, okay, I remember this. From this is what I. This is what I always How think of. How terrifying is that? Yep. That's absolutely terrifying. It really is. It's like it, it, the first time it happened, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I, I thought I exaggerated. Like you know, we talk about, um, you know, stuff where kids were like, "Oh, this was so difficult. This is so scary." This is terrifying, and I cannot believe that this game was made for kids purely based on this fact. <laughs> yeah, this I remember that so for sure. I, for some reason, I thought that was from the first one. But, uh, oh, no, that's, I clearly remember that, yeah. It, it was just, it shook me up a couple of times. Like, actually, the first time it happened, I'll be honest with you, I literally stopped playing. I had to stop playing. <laughs> like, it got me. this game. <laughs> yeah, because I was going through such nope. flow, and then there's this one part where you go really, really quick, and then you end up in this, um, sort of like a pit, almost, and there's moving blocks, but then all of a sudden the water started filling up, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, you know, it'll probably go at a pace that's not too bad to where I can actually make it. No, it goes fast. And if you are not fast enough, <laughs> even though you'll make it out of it in time, you still have to listen to that music. And it it's not okay. Like, it's not okay. Um, oh, man. The game is very fun. The bosses are generally unique. There's some, obviously, some mechanics, which is you, you know, jumping on Dr. Robotnik's head. But there are some unique mechanics that they try and do every time, either with different types of platforming or the boss has different mechanics that force you to interact with different objects. Um, difficulty of the boss isn't too bad. The levels are kind of difficult. There was, one, there was a, a set of levels I really didn't like too much because there was multiple ways to go, but there was only one right way to go. And so you'd oh, end right. up either having to backtrack or you'd end up going in a circle. And yeah, it was annoying because if you kind of, it, it was really easy to get lost. And I got kind of frustrated with that. But once I figured it out, it was kind of like I was over. I one shot the boss, so I didn't have to do the world again. But um, it is very difficult to get far in this game because obviously when you're on an extra lives, you have a game over and you can continue, but you kind of lose your momentum. And there are certain worlds so far where it's been, it's nice to go into it with momentum and a couple extra lives. Do you, uh, I forgot, I know that Tails follows you around while you're uh, playing on this one. Does he actually do yeah. anything helpful or does he just literally um, follow you? To my knowledge, no, unless somebody else is playing because I believe you can like get picked yeah, up you, by him. You can do that. Hey, I do remember that. Yeah. Can you play yeah. as him on single player or? I think if you player? hit select, you can. I didn't utilize it all. Let me see. Uh,. Uh, second player can join in anytime separately, so I think you have to have a second controller to utilize him. Okay, so you can't just. Like, I thought maybe you could do it with select, but I, I didn't even try it because well, um, I don't know. Uh, I was having so much fun with it. The Genesis controller doesn't have a select button. 
Oh yeah, that's right. It only has a start. Wait, does it? It doesn't. It only has a start button. You're right. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a big white start button. Okay, yeah. Huh, okay. Um, but yeah, regardless, really fun game. Uh, I enjoyed this actually more than I did the first one. I thought that, I thought this was a really good. The music alone just really tied it together. Like it's it's a very good soundtrack. It, it is something that I would listen to. Like it's that good. Just, yeah, that, it, it, those you know that as you say that like that kind of reminds me that yeah it did have a good soundtrack. Like the um the Sonic games, I feel like the music and the gameplay and like the level design is all really good. Oh yeah, like the Casino World. The Casino World was so cool. Oh shit, yeah, Casino World is crazy. Chemical Zone. Chemical um, Zone was dope. Chemical Zone was pretty hard. Yeah, and but it's like. So, like the legacy of Sonic has just like gotten so fucked by <laughs> so many different things that whenever you think of Sonic the Hedgehog, you're like, oh no, not Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> but um, like the those those first few games actually were really good. Yeah, I, I I like go back. You know, obviously we exaggerate how good games are when we go back and play them. This is another one that really sticks out. Is okay, this game actually does hold up and is still very enjoyable. And I got really hooked into this game. It is very fun. Like once I picked it up, I actually could not stop playing for at least a couple hours. That's awesome. And then I drowned, and then I got scared, and yeah. <laughs> you're like, nope, no more. Of this. A lot of nope. Okay, sweet. That's that's a. I like that. I like I like hearing about uh. Sonic. I like hearing about Sonic stuff every now and then. Because like I said, like, I don't really ever want to play one again. But whatever. But then, like when I hear you talk about it, or like you know anybody that's played one mm-hmm. recently, it's like, oh, you know what? I guess those were like really pretty, kind of pretty good. I agree with you, Roberto. Very awesome. You ready for top fives? Absolutely. All right, let's go. Top five games that should have never had sequels. <laughs> my, uh, you know, I'm pretty happy with my list, but I had a little bit of trouble with this one. And, um, uh, I'm kind of agreeing with you. And actually, I just realized something. Um, uh, take this for what it's worth, but I have actually never played the sequels to any of these that I, that I've determined. Wow, I've never uh, played sequels. I've played four out of five. No, okay. yeah, four out of five. Maybe. I've played zero of my sequels. That's fine. We kind of balance out two each. I've played all of the base games, all of the like the first games that they're that they're that sequels came out for, but I never played the sequels of them. So all of mine are based on yeah, that looks terrible, or I've seen somebody play it, it looks terrible, or like I've heard that it's shitty. It's notoriously terrible. Yeah, or other things like that. So this yeah. is all hearsay for me, I guess. <laughs> so my list is probably basically worthless. Um top five games that should never have had sequels. Let's see who goes first. Oh, you get to go first this time. Look at that. Look gotcha. at you. So my number five um, is is a is a sequel to a, a series that's had multiple um, instances of games, and that is Fallout Four. Um, Fallout Four was to me a huge disappointment. Fallout New Vegas. So was wait, you're saying that like? Sorry, let me just. You're saying that, like, you're good with Fallout One through Three, but Four should not have come out. More or less, yeah. Fall, okay. I think Fallout 3 was very good. I think New Vegas was exceptionally good. I think New Vegas was the best of the series prior, and or actually, just still. Um, and Fallout 4 had so much hype for it, and it seemed like they could not fuck it up. And Fallout 4 was not a very fun game. It, they took out a lot of things that 
people really enjoyed. Um, they created a lot of repetitive quests and mechanics that ultimately just made the game kind of dry and boring. There wasn't enough story implemented in a lot of the main quests and side quests, especially comparing it to the older um, instances of the game, because some of the stories in Fallout New Vegas were very fun. They were innovative. They had you do creative and unique things, and you just kind of got to explore and run into things. I feel like Fallout 4 was just this wannabe almost open world, but all it was was just repetitive things over and over and over. And then the house building mechanic thing was just absolute dog shit. And it was the most biggest waste of time ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still so frustrated with that game. I heard a whole bunch of complaints complaints about that game. Yeah. But it, historically speaking, the next one should be good based on their track record. That's what a lot of people say. Kind of like, kinda like, like, like Windows, every, how like every other version. Yeah, like every other one. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, I took, so I did, I did, my approach was a little bit different from yours. I took it in the sense of the first game, uh, well, I, I, I took mine as only like considering the, after the first game came out, did the very next one come hmm. after that? Gotcha. Should that, should that okay. come out, or you know, or any any version after that one? But I took more. Like, I didn't kind of like. If there were you know a few good sequels and then a bad one, I didn't really consider those. I took mine more as like here's the first one, the, the next one that came out after that should that, should that have ever very hard for me actually. My number five is Phantasmagoria. Uh, and I forgot what the sequel was called. It was called like it's called like the Flesh Puzzle. I, I think it's called the Flesh Puzzle. Is the sequel. And uh, this is a Phantasmagoria 1, or they both of them are point-and-click games made by, S- I want to say Sierra, but now I'm doubting myself because I've gotten that wrong before. <laughs> Let me see this. Phantasmagoria. Simon, uh, but be careful here. I know. Sierra, yes, it was made by Sierra. Got this one right. And uh, he, he paused the podcast and edited it, just let everybody know. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> It uh, was really pretty scary, especially at the time. I haven't played it in a long time, but it was pretty damn creepy and like some straight up scary spots. I like watching you play scary games. (laughs) I know you do. Uh, And I have not played uh, The Puzzle of Flesh, um, but I have watched a a playthrough of it. It is. And it is absolutely ridiculously stupid and boring as hell also. Uh, th- there is a lot of softcore porn in it. Uh, just as a side a note, fuck? that is not even like it. Al- it almost just sorts of sort of adds to like the awkwardness of it because it's like this really weird game already. It's like oh this this is stupid, and then it's like this random. It's it's a lot like uh, Tender Loving Care, which I played last year. It's sort of, and then it's got these these like sh- you know straight up har- uh, softcore pornography. You're like, all right, this is kind of fun. I, I mean, yeah, it fits with the story, but it just feels really awkward. The game is like really dumb. The main character is like a complete doofus, and the in like the the gameplay is just not like I, I it does not look fun at all. That's my Jesus. number five. <laughs> what you got? You, did, I, did I already top your whole entire list, and you can't even come? No, back to it? not even close. Okay. No, trust me, man. I think going off the list is pretty good. I, uh, I think I know. Perfect. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, my number four is Perfect Dark Zero 2000, uh, from 2005. Oh, nice. I, that's a good one. I have not played this game, so I love Perfect Dark. I think Perfect Dark is such an exceptional game. I'm going to play it eventually for the podcast or just in general. It's just one of my favorite games, especially for the N64. And from what I've read, and I have not played this game. I watched some gameplay footage. 
This game is apparently supposed to be so stupidly bad. Like, apparently it's really? so bad that they had to do some sort of update to it and give people hints because the levels were so <laughs> abstract and just confusing that they actually implemented some sort of guidance or, like, arrows on the floor to help you get through the levels. Like, the game is, was... A, really? it, it almost sounds like they released it way too early, and, and it would makes sense they probably tried to rush it out because of how successful the first one was just this is just my well, speculation but well no 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 because perfect dark zero didn't come out for a long time at, until after the first 2005 yeah it's like six years later or no, maybe they're trying to rush than, it no, for no, a no. system more than it was more than that when did the first one come out uh i thought it was 98 or 99 was it 2000 so oh was years. it was it really 2000 yeah. okay never yeah. mind i thought it was like 90 seven or something wow the ratings in this game are so good jeez okay. earth arc one has such good ratings yeah okay yeah i mean but five years i don't know if i would i don't think that you can consider that being rushed though i'm wondering if maybe they, they try we're trying to rush it for like a system or something like it just maybe. i don't know it, i don't know the first one was so complete and the the co-op was good the story was fun the single player was fun and then from what people are saying like this game is like nothing there's just there's not very many redeeming qualities about this I never like read anything about it, um, so I, I don't remember anything about the reviews being good or bad. But all I remember is kind of hearing about it and being like, "Why are they doing this now? Like, why? Why are they doing like Perfect Dark was good? Like, why? Like, kind of just like you why? Think they they waited too long or missed their mark. I mean, it seemed kind of long to me, but not like gotcha. Not so not not so much like why did you wait so long? But like, okay, Perfect Dark was five years ago why are we doing another one all of a sudden gotcha i don't know maybe that's just kind of i could see that i don't think so i think i can understand your point but it just seemed it just seemed really random to me Uh, i like that one a lot my number my number four is tetris interesting that's very clever (laughs) only you would do that (laughs) not that i'm a big tetris not that i'm a tetris fan basically at all but Tetris 2 um, is basically Dr. Mario without being as cool as Dr. Mario three years after Dr. Mario. <laughs> uh, and and not to mention, like, Tetris is just a game that doesn't need any sort of sequel anyways. Uh, yeah, really, what could you do with it? Like, that, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, it's just should not have been done and it was not executed well. And, uh, yeah, that's that one. It shouldn't have happened. All right. Number, uh, what's your number three? Uh, number three for me, this was actually attempted not once, but twice and failed both times. That is final fantasy tactics. Um, they did two, uh, I knew this afterwards they did a one. Oh yeah. It had to be like, I was gonna, I was like, yeah, hey, maybe I should exclude it. Cause this is such an obvious one, but it, it frustrates me so much that <laughs> yeah. such an amazing game. No, I'm glad given, you got it. Oh, just such abuse. Like it should be against the law to do what they did. I, I know that the A2 one is people have told me on a bunch of different occasions that I should give it another try and that they really enjoyed it. And I've tried it multiple times and I just cannot get into it. I think like, there's uh, just certain mechanics that they took out that just, I don't know. I think Blake said basically the same thing. Like, People had told him, like, no, you just got to, like, do this or that or, like, get this yeah. far. And he was like, no, it still sucks. Yeah, like, it, it, exactly. It, it, what's so funny is, like, even, like, so when you take a game like that and what, what I was really excited about is there's a, you can turn up the difficulty. Like, directly turn up the difficulty and it makes the combat more more frustrating or more, you know, more difficult, right? And so 
what's so stupid about it is it doesn't make it fun. It, it doesn't make it more fun. It doesn't add certain mechanics, so you have to actually think. Just stupid shit happens, and it just feels very RNG-based. And you're just like, okay, then I'm just going to play the easiest difficulty and just smoke this game. Like, it's just... Ugh, it's just so bad, and it, it fails on so many different ways. Yeah. And then the story, like, they took they took a very serious story setting, and they made it into, like, this cartoony, over-the-top, ridiculous, like, <laughs> just, ugh, it's just Leave so it bad. Leave it to Square. Yeah, right? Kingdom Hearts-esque. Just, oh, jeez. Yeah. I thought about... Very, but- very Kingdom Hearts, by the way, is not on my list, but... That's my number seven. <laughs> I consider that strongly because it's like, well, Kingdom Hearts 1 was so bad, there should never have been a sequel. But yeah. I kind of felt like that wasn't really the spirit of what we were trying to accomplish. People people have also said some of the installments of that game are supposed to be really fun. I don't, I've, oh, really? I don't know for a fact. Yeah, but okay. there's apparently a couple of them are like really fun. Okay. But I don't know if I believe that, to be honest with you. I will <laughs> just have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You don't want to try it and find out? <laughs> no, I don't really. I told you I'm playing games. a game right now that I hate worse than Kingdom Hearts as of right now. <laughs> it's going to be a little it's while before I finish it. Such an achievement. I just got to tease you. I'm just teasing. Whoever the developer is, I'm, I'm very impressed with your ability to make a dog shit game. Um, I don't play Crash Bandicoot, damn. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. Just kind of crazy. <laughs> All right. Just me. Just live my life, Robert. Number three, Act Razor. Ooh. Purely because the um the sequel the, the the first game you know remember you and I and Alex played it uh for the podcast a few or earlier <laughs> last year and y'all both liked it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't really care for it either. It was a very interesting game. It was an interesting like, game. It's fine for what it does. The yep. um, But Alex was saying that the sequel, which again, I have not played, is basically just an action game and loses all of the... Basically, basically loses everything that made Act Razor 1 interesting and unique. unique. Yeah. So as far as... Not, not necessarily that it's bad. I don't remember whether he said it was good or bad, but just the fact that... It, it's basically not an act razor game. It's like why this, this sequel was pointless. If you're not even going to keep what made act razor act razor, which is for anybody, <laughs> I guess I'm being kind of vague. I, I'm assuming most people had heard that episode, but for those of you who haven't act razor one is an action, a side scrolling action platformer that goes back and forth between that and, Sort of like light no, SimCity esque yeah. uh, gameplay parts. It's really pretty much fifty fifty of each, and uh, and ActRaiser two just completely loses all of the sim aspects of it and is just purely an action game. Okay, what's what's yeah, next? Like uh, number two is Advance Wars: Days of Ruin. Um, so much of Final Fantasy Tactics. This the original uh, two for. Advance Wars are really great. The first one was really fun, and the second one was just a more mechanically sound, more balanced, with more endgame content version. So, like, the second one was really great. And then they did this Days of Ruin game, and I bought it without reading anything about it because I thought it was going to be good no matter what, and it sucked. Storyline sucked, combat sucked, and I was very, very frustrated. You're not talking about... Okay, wait, this is not a Final Fantasy game, though. 
No, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay, okay. Sorry, just no. It's it's another it. RTS similar to. It's like a strategy RTS. Okay, right. Yeah, I know, I'm familiar with Advance Wars, but then you said something okay. about Final Fantasy, and I was like, wait, Final Fantasy. Sorry, Tactics? I meant it was okay. similar to Final Fantasy Tactics, like in, in gotcha. the, the combat. I understand. But yeah, so the oh, the first two uh, of this game are so great. They're super duper fun. Um, I I've played them multiple times and had just an absolute blast doing it. And this one was just. There was just nothing to it. It, it just was not fun at all. They were, it, it was. It's very similar to a lot of other sequels that I don't like, and they they removed mechanics to make it easier and more. Just they just made it simpler. I, I think for to to reach a larger audience or something. I don't, I don't know. It just it was not good. And I tried playing it a couple different times in different settings, and I just could not get into it. I can play other ones over and over and over, but I cannot play this game. Does does the first Advance Wars hold up? Do you think? I think so. Okay, because I, I, I'm, I know of the game, and but I've never, I've never actually played it myself, and I. I would still suggest probably play the second one first, though, just because I think really? it's more down game. Yeah, it's just more well-rounded. Is it better than Fire Emblem on Game Boy Advance? Because I didn't like Fire Emblem. Um, I don't know. That's a tough comparison, to be honest. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. My number, we're on two, right? Yeah. My number two is Chrono Trigger. And I was going to put that on here, and I did not want to piss anybody off. <laughs> I had it on, and then took it off. I was like, eh, it's going to cost some. And so this one, for so, so I have heard, basically from Blake, that Chrono Cross is just not a good game. But that's not why I put I this on I played it too. Here. Oh, okay. So you don't like Chrono Cross yeah. either. It's, it's okay. I, There's certain things that are okay about it, but... I know there are people who really do like Chrono Cross. Oh, yeah. People have written in the podcast about it. Talk about how much they like it. And that's fine also. But that's but whether it's good or bad really is not why I included that one on here. The reason I included this one on here is that Chrono Trigger was like one singular wrapped up game. Yeah. And Chrono Cross does not like my understanding is it like really shoehorns in the sequel component of it. Whereas it's basically a separate game also. Oh yeah. It's supposed to be set in a similar world or the same world, I think, but like the story, the characters, it's, you're just like, who the fuck are these people? Right. And they like, and they like make a couple of references at one point to try to tie them together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's like accurate. So like that is like purely just piggybacking off of Chrono Trigger, which is lame. Like, <laughs> so that's why that's my number two. Not because Chrono Cross is necessarily good or bad, but that it should not have been a sequel to Chrono Trigger, and Chrono Trigger should not have had a sequel. Chrono Trigger, I was gonna say, as a standalone, is just one of the greatest games ever made. So it's like, why, why touch it? Yeah, you're just getting greedy. Why touch it? That's oh, my motto. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, if it, since it's not been mentioned on my list already, it should be pretty obvious my number one is. Uh, my number one is Final Fantasy X. Nice! <laughs> I was like, wondering. Question, one oh, of the most frustrating good. things in the world. Um, and and let, me, let me be clear. You're saying not Final Fantasy X itself, but the sequel to Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy yeah, X 2. Right, okay. Correct, yeah. yeah. So Final Fantasy X is one of one of my favorite of the series, without <laughs> question. I loved and adored that game growing up. Um, it means a lot to me. And the second game was like 
a slap in the face with a board full of nails. Like it was just, you, you go from playing this game where you get dropped into a fantasy world and you have to figure out what the fuck's going on and you get introduced to these wonderful characters and you go on this long journey and it's super fun and you get introduced to different characters and you get stronger and then the story ties up in this nice little bow and you're like, I'm a little confused with certain elements, but I think I really enjoyed that game. Right. You're like, Wait, they're making a second one? You're like, this has got to be great. Like, what? How could they fuck this up? <laughs> well, they introduced new characters that are not good and the combat system is actually pretty fun, but a little bit weird. And then the villains are just not villains. They're just jokes. It's like Scooby-Doo yeah. and it's just not taken seriously enough and the storyline makes absolutely no sense and they bring back characters that should not be brought back. And it, just, right. it just gets wrapped up in this pile of shit with a bow on it and they put Fantasy X-2 on it and say, give us your money. And it's like, I have played that game many times and I still, to this day, just absolutely hate it. Like It's how, just such a bad game. How many times have it's you like played it? It's a slap in the face. Um, uh, all the way through, probably like four or five. Final Fantasy actually ten, picked it up. In, ten two. Yeah, ten two. Yeah, I played it a lot when I was younger, <laughs> just because I, I was like dude. sort of speedrunning it, but not really. Was it like every that's, time that's, you were like, element. were you like hoping it was better than you remembered or something? No, I was trying to achieve the ultimate ending, which is really difficult to do, especially if you're not using the internet. It's just, there's so many things you can do to fuck it up. Like, if, you, if you're, if you like, walking through the game, right? Like, you're walking through the forest, and there could just be this guy standing off to the side who is just absolutely no different than any other PC. And if you don't have a chat with him at that moment, later on in the game, that could affect something so that you can't actually get your 100%. <laughs> uh-huh. So you have to beat the game. You have to beat the game. Hit New Game Plus, so you get to keep your previous percentage, and then you have to do everything all over again. And if you forget one thing, guess what? You have to start over again. And it's so frustrating, and it took me uh, probably 15 tries to get 100%. Like, it, it took me Damn, and my buddy dude, like communicating shit. back and forth. Oh, That's game dedication so for a game that you don't even like. Well, I was just hoping that it would the, the fucking <laughs> ultimate ending would tie everything up and be like, alright, this was actually a pretty decent <laughs> game, and then you see it, and you're like, what did I just do? Like, Can you're I soft like, reset my life? Like, Maybe the ultimate ending changes everything about the game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then you get there and you just get traumatized and you're like, what am I? I'm watching cancer. <laughs> really sad. That Aren't really they talking sad. about bringing a third one? Aren't they bringing back a third one? Can they say? For Final Fantasy They're doing 10-3. No, yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to say something about that. Let me see. I- I'm pretty sure. I could be ridiculous. Let me see. That cannot... came up. I, I see. Oh are... yeah, they are working on this. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they are working on this. No. It's written. From, I swear to God, I, there's a 30 minute intro video about it. It's written from the perspective of Oren's daughter and somebody else. Even uh... though, if you knew know anything about Final Fantasy X, Oren would never have kids. Like, there's just no way. It just doesn't fit his character profile. So maybe, like, maybe, maybe, just hear me out here. You know how Final Fantasy II like undid parts of Final Fantasy X. Or if I'm sorry, Final Fantasy X two, like undid parts. You think of, it'll get better? Maybe you, you think Final Fantasy three is going to un undo those parts from Final Fantasy X two and make it good again. Maybe tell it me ret- they're going to make Final Fantasy great again. Is that what you just said? Maybe it retcons Final Fantasy X two. Is what I'm saying. You're telling me they're going to make Final Fantasy great again. Is what you're saying? I highly doubt it. Yeah, I do too. I I. I guarantee you it's not going to be anything that I'm going to want and I'm really sad when it comes out but you'll probably play it right unfortunately so yeah I'm a big <laughs> 15 I times like <laughs> you're going to 100% it 15 playthroughs again got to 
All right. My number one is Final Fantasy X. <laughs> wow, really? Yep. Uh, again, I have not played it, but I've heard you and plenty of other people say all of the exact same things. It's like universally, this game is terrible because they fucked up the story of Final Fantasy X by undoing this and that. And the um, the uh, villains are like cartoon characters. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And uh, what else? Like, isn't there like a fashion show yes, or, or some yeah. aspect? <laughs> is that what it There's is? There's just nothing redeeming about it, to be honest with you. Worse than Blitzball. Yeah, Blitzball is pretty rough and very exploitable. <laughs> nothing else to say about it. You you said more than I. That's crazy. That we both. Have. I, I feel bad now because I just went off about it. No, no, no. You had I've never played it, so I, I wanted to hear what you had to say. That's good. All right, so next episode, we are doing our top 100 games of all time, uh, classic and new. However, I do want us to have a top five. And what that, wow. top, what that, the only reason is I would like us to include our top five games that we think probably would have been on our top 100 lists if we had ever played them. Interesting. Wow. I don't hate that. Okay, good. I'm glad that you don't hate it. It's a little complicated, but I get it. <laughs> well, because there are some that, that I'm like, there, there are some games I'm like, you know, that would have probably, I wish I would have had a chance to play that game because I bet it would have been on my list. So this way we can kind of include those. I like it. All right. We will do that. And if you want to send us in yours also, your, your the games that you think like are probably the best games that you haven't ever actually played, uh, go ahead and send, send those in. Send them in to mail at uh, Classic send Gaming Pasta. Where? Classic Gaming Pasta. I think Ooh, I'm down for some Classic Gaming Pasta. ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. <gasps> Excuse me. Actually. I finally got the whole thing out. Okay, let's do emails. How's the stash? Whoa. First one. First email comes from Jonathan. Hello. I'll take this one. Jonathan says, um, welcome back to another edition of the holy shit. This podcast is still going. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. I don't want to talk about it. Jonathan question of the day of the two of you who sucks more donkey dick. I think you're a bigger fan of donkey Kong than I am. So I'm going to go with you answer hint. It's always Rob. What the fuck? <laughs> I like how it started as something potentially serious, and then it was just, ed- well, I guess not serious, but something with <laughs> yeah, right. a little more logic to it. <laughs> okay, I guess we just—I just guess I just gotta roll with that. Uh, top five. That's it. There's no explanation of that's why hilarious. he's saying that. That's that is, well done. I like moving it. Moving on to, to, and then he goes on to his top five games that should never have gotten a sequel. All right, I guess. Oh, I want to hear this. He's just laying it out. Uh, number five. Ooh. Metal Gear Solid. Interesting. Welcome to cutscenes and boss fights with minimal stealth. Boom, we have a game. Controls are average with terrible aiming. Dialogue is a disaster. Wow. Story. Like you disagree based on that. 
I think the dialogue is the best. I mean, the dialogue is all over the place and is weird and and just like clunky and and goofy, but I love it. Uh, He says, story is a convoluted mix of betrayals and wannabe cool military ops. Uh, I I agree that it's convoluted and it's a convoluted mix of betrayals. I don't know about the wannabe cool military ops. I think it's I think it's all goofy for the sake of goofy military ops. I don't think it's cool. I think it's just like funny. Uh, Oh, not to mention characters no one cares about. Damn, dude. Don't get me started on Solid Snake. Lame. (laughs) Holy shit. Wow. All right, then. Okay. Fire. I like it. Uh, <laughs> number four, Metal Gear Solid 2. Wow. Can, you do, can he do that? Can he rail the game twice? And I don't know. I guess so. We'll have to go back to the instant replay. Take a look. The first game was so bad that they decided to make another genius. Five minutes into this boar fest, and I could see that this was going nowhere. Begrudgingly, I stumbled through a mess of what I guess was a game. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I know plenty of people don't like Metal Gear Solid 2 that much. I, I mean, I I guess you just kind of have to like Metal Gear in general. Generally, um, Metal Gear Solid 2 is kind of like the least favorite of all the main Metal Gear Solid games. But, uh, yeah, like you're definitely not going to like it. I wasn't aware it. of that. If you, yeah, people don't like to, like people like one a good bit and three a whole lot. And four, almost as much as three. And people like two, but generally they're like, yeah, it, it wasn't really as good as the others for, for various reasons. But I still enjoy it. But yeah, definitely if you don't like Metal Gear in gen- Metal Gear Solid in general, you will not like Metal Gear Solid 2. I, I can understand that. Usually good series have at least one title like that, right? Where you kind of have to do a little bit of grinding. Uh-huh. Grindiness. Yeah. I can understand that. And especially, we've talked about this before, but uh, but when Metal Gear Solid 2 first came out, Everybody was like, wait, why the fuck don't I get to play a solid snake for the whole game? <laughs> it, it was kind of like, why am I playing as this fucking loser for like 90% of the game? Which is which is uh, Raiden, who you play as for most of the game. Spoilers? Um, Come on, dude. Yeah, Cut I'm that sorry. Out. No, it, it happens very early on. I'm or kidding, I'm fairly kidding. early. Number three, the third one. What the hell? <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah, I, I, I guess we're just going with this. He says, thank God someone edited this into a movie. I never even played through this one. I tried to get into it, but I kept thinking it was too slow paced or something was just off about the game design. The jungle scenes were abrupt and getting in the way of the stealth, which I thought was the whole purpose. Oh, and the controls still suck. I don't know if I understand this one too much because... um. The jungle scenes, I don't know why he says they get in the way of the stealth, because you definitely have to use stealth throughout the jungle scenes. My question is, if he got through two of them and didn't like either of them, why the <laughs> fuck would you subject yourself to the third one? I'm not too sure. <laughs> that's a very good question. You are a glutton for punishment, my friend. I guess, he's, I guess he's talking about the cut scenes in the jungle getting in the way of stealth, but I mean, I don't. I still don't really get it, but... Yeah, I mean the controls are definitely are not fantastic. That's that's the controls and the cameras are kind of uh, always been problems in the Metal Gear Solid games. But, I, uh, I'll be honest with you, that really frustrated me in the, when I played the first one. Oh yeah, I I definitely understand it. I I, I even still I I have trouble, especially Metal Gear Solid Two. For for me, that one has kind of the most difficult controls. Gotcha. Uh, and and they're not even really that different from the from the others. But I just for for me on that one. 
I always have trouble pulling my gun on someone and not shooting them if I don't want to. Uh, number two, I guess you can probably see where this is going. Uh, oh, he, no. he writes, oh, really? there's a fourth one. Why would anyone continue to play these? Do people enjoy bad storytelling and terrible controls? What goes through <sighs> someone's mind when they decide they actually want to spend their money on shit? These games would be like playing a point click adventure with no mouse. You couldn't do anything and it would still be more fun. Holy shit, dude. Damn. Did he get bullied by Salt Snake in like high school or something? That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He went to it's high gotta school be with David Hayter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what it is. Watch well, next emails and be like, Jay, how did you know? Yeah, I mean, the storytelling is, is like off the wall just for the sake of being off the wall. Don't, you, you can't, ex- well, I mean, yeah, certainly you can expect a good story. You're not going to get like a. Wow, this was a great story. It's more like, oh man, remember this this crazy ass thing where this happened and no one understands what the fuck was going on. But like, it was cool because you know it gave us an excuse to have flying uh, like things making sounds like cows and they're half robotic and half organic. It looks like, and then there's this guy following you around with a monkey that drinks Coke. Number one. Number one, StarCraft. What? Suck it, Jay, he says. I don't know why he's singling out you, because I, I love StarCraft as well. Uh, along um, with how many other people? I'm beginning to think Jonathan is starting to lose it a little is bit. Is it opposite thing? We just didn't realize it, maybe? <laughs> he says, just throw Blizzard's name on a one-dimensional lackluster game. Jesus, dude, that is a revolutionary RTS right there with an amazing storyline and a crazy good soundtrack. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and people will be convinced that it's gold. This, But that game became big before Blizzard was, like, dominant. I, like, I, you don't gotta tell me. Interesting. This, Why? This what, ex- what doesn't he like about it? Let's, let's, let's see. This excuse for a good RTS is the reason people <laughs> hang themselves at night. What? Graphics suck. Okay, I I will agree with you on that. Story but sucks. But for the time they weren't. What the fuck? Story sucks. I can probably agree with you on that as well. Gameplay sucks. That's where we're going to start to differ. What a terrible idea. The map sizes are too small and brood lords ruin the fun for everyone. Okay, yeah, I can agree that multiplayer definitely had some imbalances, but I don't think the maps are too small. I think they were actually a perfect size. Because if the maps uh, got any yeah. bigger than what they were... People would just expand indefinitely, get to... Like, every game would be a fucking 200-supply game, and it wouldn't even be fun. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I agree. You <laughs> wouldn't be able to find each other. Um, He says, Credit to the following for helping me speak somewhat intelligently about games I've never played. <laughs> okay. So I guess he hasn't played these. Oh. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> he linked like three um ver- three forum threads on various websites. I'm not gonna obviously go through and read all these, but I'll just give you the uh the the, the like the OP topics for each of them. On battle.net forums we have why this game sucks. <laughs> and this is on StarCraft the StarCraft 2 forum, actually, so I- I'll agree with StarCraft 2. I think Wings of Liberty was good, but beyond that, I, I think StarCraft was downhill 
Then on Neo Gaff, we have I can't get over how bad Metal Gear Solid is. Okay. <laughs> then it's starting to make more sense. Then on GamersWithJobs.com, we have Metal Gear Solid just sucks all of them all along. It's ridiculous. Uh, the topic the uh, the topic creator on that one, his name is Fat Hamburger, by the way. I, Are you surprised? Thought I mentioned that. Um. Okay. Jonathan then says, I probably should have saved trolling you guys for the 100th episode, but this list oh, was too you. good to God. pass up. <laughs> you got me good. Like, I'm actually like, no, I was actually trying to think, have I ever met somebody who doesn't like StarCraft? I'm being serious. Like anybody who's played StarCraft, yeah. I really don't know anybody who doesn't enjoy that game for one reason or another. Um, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, damn, like. I can understand graphics bad, story bad, but like gameplay. Then <laughs> you're gonna say StarCraft. Sucks. I don't. What's so funny is I didn't think the graphics were bad at all at the time. I thought they were super good. No, I didn't either at the time. Looking back at it now, it is a little. It bit definitely tough. bothers me a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy shit, that was good, Jonathan. Yeah, you you got me good. I'm actually a little bit tilted right now. Yeah, same here. Uh, and then he says, "Until next time," and then you put a little smiley face at no. the end. I'm not reading your emails anymore. No, no, he made up. He wrote a smiley. Oh, he wrote a he smiley face. He wrote a smiley face. It's all. It's okay now. I'm kidding. That was good. A little bit silly. That was good. That was really good. Uh, we got a tweet from Ryan, who uh, he was. He, Ryan is the one who has been uh, picking up speedrunning again, and he's been doing <laughs> Final Fantasy and stuff like that. That's right. I remember he said that uh, Final Fantasy IV Paladin. Was something that he wanted to speed run. Oh, that was yeah, on his list. yeah. And he explained, we couldn't figure out what that was. He says, Sorry, I didn't explain my third choice well in my email. Final Fantasy IV Paladin refers to speed running from the beginning of the game to when Cecil becomes a paladin. He says it makes Final Fantasy more. Final Fantasy IV. I ain't play the game again. Holy shit. More of a racing game, stopping there as it only takes one hour. Yeah, I'll have to get to this one eventually, too. But, yeah, okay, thank you for the uh, clarification, Ryan, because, yeah, we were a little confused about that. Yeah, I really didn't play that game. Yeah, that's a way too. Um, at Raikusiu on Twitter, since it's, since it's a very brief message, since you guys have been wondering for years, the Mega Drive is the European version of the Genesis. I'm glad we've gotten that cleared up, because every time that comes up... Is like, I... I I'm taking his word for oh, it. Shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> but like every time the word, the phrase Mega Drive comes up, I'm always like, yeah, I guess that's another word for the Genesis or no, no, I don't really know. I've heard Mega Drive. I never really remember the Mega Drive being a thing, but yeah, it's like basically the Genesis. I think, I guess I was basically right, but I probably should have found out by now, but yes, European version of the Genesis. Thank you. Rikusio for uh, setting us straight on that one. All right, um, let's go with, I might just give you the last two because my voice is starting to uh, what? fail oh, a little bit. That's so. You get to read Chase the Night Cleaners. Oh, I love reading Chase stuff. Okay. Oh, don't we all? All right. Don't look here. I'm still getting over Jonathan's trolling. Yeah, he got me good. All right. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner laying down another email in one of the coolest email sections in a podcast ever. Robert, Jay, I hope this podcast has been pleasant so far. It has, Chase, especially oh. now. 
Uh, Jay, has Robert told you what he got for winning the super secret surprise reward challenge? Yes, he did actually, as of tonight. Uh, he says, straight up, after that one, I may need to take a knee on Contest for All, but it also means <laughs> yeah, you right. best be on your game for the next time I suggest one. Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. I think, yeah, and yeah, he's going to like go broke if we keep doing <laughs> contests. So funny. Yeah, right? Just shipping. The shipping alone is just too much. <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say, episode 100 is coming up, my friends, but let's not forget the 90s while you're still in them. Which brings me to the question of the day. What is your favorite game soundtrack from the 90s? Oh, shit. From the 90s. I'm really on this hype train for Sonic 2 right now. Oh, um, yeah. It's a really good one. I'm trying to think what else is, like, exceptional. Fuck. I mean, Chrono Trigger. Zelda is really good. Oh, it's not Chrono Trigger. Zelda is fucking awesome. Zelda's really good. Um, Final Fantasy six. Oh shit! Yeah. F zero. The original F zero is fucking awesome. I actually cannot believe that they came up with that soundtrack that long ago. It's it Which is one? very very good. The F zero. Oh yeah, it's so good. The first time I heard that song, I I didn't play F zero. I played F zero for the uh, Super Nintendo, and then I played uh, Super Smash Brothers. And the first time I heard Captain Falcon's theme, I was like, "What is this magic? Like this is such a good song." <laughs> It's very good. Um, I'm trying to decide what I want to go with here. I'm going to stick with F-Zero. I'll, I want to say Sonic. Uh, Sonic 2 for now. I think that's... I'm really on board for that. Like, I have the boss button music still stuck in my head because I've been it for so long, but it is such a good soundtrack. You know, I'm going to add two more things. Uh... The Loom soundtrack was super good, like really, like kind of like fantastical. Um, the Monkey Island, not the there wasn't much of a soundtrack, but the opening theme song to The Secret of Monkey Island is so good. I've heard it before. Um, I just don't know if it can stack up to F Zero though. <laughs> like both of those are amazing, but F Zero is kind of like more like. Oh, there's this track and this track and this track, and it's so good all the way through, and it's like fucking rocking. Yeah, that is uh, something that I was experiencing when I was, when I was playing um, Sonic. Is I was like, oh my god, this like the first soundtrack is really good, and I was like, okay, the so- second one's really good. It can't get any better, and then it's just like <laughs> one after another, just just beating me, and I'm like, oh my, god. I, I like I gotta stop talking. Like this is just it's too good. Yeah. Okay, he goes on to say, uh, this can be a really tough question, so if you just want to throw out a few songs, I'd be cool with that, which is kind of what we did a little bit. Yeah. Uh, for me, my hand down, hands down favorite soundtrack uh, is a game from the 90s. It's Final Fantasy VI. All right. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. Uh, there's an opera in there. Uh, so many great 16-bit oh, songs in that opera. cartridge. Yeah, I actually didn't even think about that. Um, and each one can transport transports my nostalgia-filled mind uh, to a moment in that game. I actually experienced that a couple times. I was just saying, I, I, uh, playing through Sonic 2 really gave me some uh, some nostalgia I haven't had for a while. Nice. Uh, music is great like that. Used, uh, used and a trigger to pull you back in or help frame a scene in a game. Um, I guess the flip side would be that... Excuse, sorry, this is trying to understand exactly what he's trying to say uh, i guess the flip side of this question would be what is one video game song you hate Ooh, i don't know about one that i hate there's a lot that i just don't really find that interesting and they're very yeah. repetitive i don't know if there's necessarily one that i dislike to a point where i'm just like have to mute it or something right yeah i don't know either 
So let's see what he says. Um, for me, basically, all the music from Marvelous Capcom 2 is garbage. Look it up sometime. It's bad. Specifically, the character select theme. Also, this is outside of the 90s, as Marvelous Capcom 2 came out in February of 2000. Uh, 2000. All right, so he broke on. his own rule. I'm going to um, play this uh, over the podcast real for- quick. You won't be able to hear it. <laughs> it's kind of goofy. The music is? It's... Tr- pull it up and here. <laughs> it's very repetitive. And kind of... Holy shit, okay. That, that is a big okay. It doesn't start off bad, but it just does... It repeats the same thing. <laughs> like This reminds me of the intro to something. One uh, bar anime. over and over and over. Oh, that'd be so annoying. Oh, this reminds me of the 10-2 soundtrack. Final Fantasy 10-2. The opening soundtrack. That's what it reminds me of. Oh, really? Yeah, it has that kind of almost not jazzy, but like pop, kind of poppy. Yeah. Oh my god, this is bad. I can't. Okay. <laughs> it is this bad. Is really bad. Uh, this one was a bit scattered, but now it's done. Hope this section is hope uh, hopping today, uh, and you are both doing well. Thank you for doing what you do and creating such a great podcast, while also regularly engaging with your fans. Cheers and talk again soon, Chase the Night. Thank you, Chase. As always. Yeah, thanks, Chase. Gonna take you for a ride. <laughs> Gonna take you for a ride. That's what I say when I'm like picking up ladies. <laughs> ladies. I just walk up to him at the bar. It's 100%. It's foolproof. You just start singing this song. It works, I promise. Yeah, it's not illegal, I promise. I would... <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, where are we? Or is that is that the rest of is that the end of Chase's email? That is. That's the end. All right, thank you, Chase. Yeah, thank you, Chase. As always, really, really appreciate it. Do you feel up for reading another one? Yeah, yeah, fine. All right, I'll hand this one off to you. This is from Sam. The uh, the subject line is and not a si- I haven't read this email. The subject line is and not a single dick joke was made. There you go. Okay, here we go. Good evening, fellas. Holy shit, the email game is strong these days. There are so many fantastic folks writing in to help these days that I feel as though I need to step my game up. Then again, I got about four hours of sleep two nights ago, and while I did get relatively regular amount of sleep last night, my brain's still kind of reeling from the lack of sleep. Yep. So I'm counting on everyone else to be extra awesome this time. I made myself laugh by even thinking that I'm even remotely awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty cool. Uh, in case you're curious about the title of this email, it's a reference to the last episode. While discussing Chase's email, Jay said, I'm trying to think of anything that I would want to be longer. And to my disappointment, <laughs> neither of you made a dick joke. Oh, man. Really true. How do so, we miss out on that? Usually I'm all about the easy-ass jokes. Especially the dick jokes? <laughs> usually I'm all about the dick jokes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you were talking about video games, but still, step up your game, boys. I'm sorry we disappointed. He's got a Won't point happen though. again. Yeah. Uh, here's a question you may or may not have already been asked. What is your favorite game-related gift you've received, either for a birthday or holiday? Ooh. Damn, these questions are too hard. Uh, by the way, uh, let me just say, I think I'm more magnetically attached to the uh, that's-what-she-said jokes as opposed to the dick-length jokes. So that's in my defense. Thanks, thanks for clarifying what your specialty is, what you put your talent points in. I just wanted to clarify that. So let's see. What is a gift that I've gotten that was gaming related that I was super, super pumped about? Um, 
I got an N64 when it first... Uh, actually, no, I got the second... I think it was the second wave of them, because I got Majora's Mask with it, and I got the little um, uh, cartridge, the expansion cartridge to, to do the graphics. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a ways into the life of the N64. Yeah, I got those together, and that was probably my favorite, because I was living... Uh, we were... We were in the process of moving. My parents sold our house before our new house was done building. It wasn't. It was missed time because the builders took longer than they should have. Mm-hmm. And so we got stuck living in my grandparents' house, which was it was kind of a it was kind of a nightmare. They have a very small house, and we have we had a large family. We had six people in my family, and they had a small house built for like four people. Like it was it was not a big house, and we had eight people in this house, and it was <laughs> a really shitty time. But um, I got the N sixty four for one Christmas, and I got Majora's Mask, and that system and that game actually kept me like absolutely okay with it because i just would literally come home from school play that until i'd go to bed every single night for i don't know six months probably i'd play the game so much and that was probably my favorite gift i would think that was one of the last systems that i got personally too mine in general like a lot of my christmases it was like this i was it was like i want this game console for christmas and that was like the thing that i wanted so I have a lot of memories about getting about like, you know, getting a new game console for Christmas and then getting to like play all sure. these new games for it all day long. And like, that was always super fun. The one that stands out the most is probably also in 64 for me because, uh, my best friend who I went to school with and who also lived just right down that, like less than a mile away, right down the street from me also got his. And so, uh, I went over to his house and we just played Mario 64 for like two days straight. Just, <laughs> we would play his copy and then we put in my copy and do like the same level. Then we, we go back to his and do a That's level and go back cool. to mine and do a level. And it was to the point where like, it was literally the kind of like cliche situation where you're like, Oh shit. It's like midnight. Last time I looked at my watch, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. We're, we haven't even eaten yet. That did, was, did you, uh, did you lose any data? Uh, swapping the cartridges in and out? Oh, no. Like, accidentally do a wipe? Okay. No, we well, didn't, like, sure. flip it on and off super fast or anything stupid like that. We just, it was like, all right. Yeah. Just put well, I mean, all, all, it has, all it takes is one time, right? Like, somebody getting too excited. Oh, but... yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't have that. We didn't have that issue. Luckily. Waiting on you. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to keep going. I, I didn't realize you had, that was all I had to say on that. That's okay. Uh, let's see. I have a birthday coming up soon. Hooray for the slow, nice. inevitable march oh, I towards do too. death. <laughs> Ooh. How close you guys are. Uh, and I'm pretty set on picking up a new console, by which I mean a Wii U or an Xbox One S. So I'm curious nice. what game-related gift you got closest to peeing in your pants with excitement. I can't think of one for myself because, you know, sleep deprivation. Yeah, I don't know if I got to that point, but I was definitely super excited um, without question. Like, I was so I was super pumped. As far as the top five, I can only think of one hold game on, because hold I'm on, bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to answer what? the question. It was the same question. Uh, no. The first one was, what is your favorite game-related gift that you ever got? The second one is, what were, did you have the most anticipation about? Well, I guess it seems like it's the same. Okay, anyways, go ahead. I assumed it was just an extension of the first question. I didn't realize it was two separate questions. It could be, but I have a different answer. I have a different answer for each phrasing of this one. I'm probably going to go with uh, Sega CD for the second one. 
Wow. I was super excited about that. Or, you know what? Maybe, oh, geez. Maybe PlayStation 1. I, that was, uh, I was also thinking about that, to be honest with you. One or the other. Those I was super psyched about. All right. Now you may continue, Jay. Oh, okay. Sorry, your highness. <laughs> um, as far as the top five, I can only think of one game because I'm bad at thinking of games that shouldn't have had sequels. I'm just going to chalk it up to the brain fartiness on account of sleep deprivation. My pick would be Guitar Hero 2. The first two games oh, were really good. fun and innovative. Then the market got completely oversaturated with sequels, spinoffs, and competitors. And Activision, owners of the franchise and Paragon of the yearly sequel mentality, ended up killing the genre. Uh, had the series stopped after the second game, or at least had a slower release schedule, we might still be enjoying these games. I actually um, I had thought about this as well. I played Guitar Hero 1 and Rock Band a lot. And oh, I... Yeah, I played them a lot. I enjoyed them. They were super fun. They were great. Um, I was exiting high school, early college, so it was great uh, party games. So I could hang out with people and invite them over. It's just something that people intuitive, intuitively want to do, and it's just fun. It's casual. Nobody takes it seriously. And I, these games are really fun, and I got very, very good at I got pretty darn good at them. And exactly that happened. I bought one, and then I bought another one, and then I realized that they were producing so many and that they weren't different enough. They were just the same copy-pasted thing right. with the same songs, and then you could buy the songs that were on the older ones for money. And that's when it really pissed me off because it was like, like they, they, they tried so hard to make money off that game, just the microtransactions, and it just turned me completely off of both series. Yeah. Just that. I, I, uh, I never, ever got into any of those and I never really like, I mean, yeah, clearly games just, I'm not saying like, I don't get why they're so important I, for me. Like, sure, but you just didn't enjoy them. Yeah. There was never any yeah. appeal to me for those. Uh, I just was never interested. I like my, my thought process for those is always like, kind of like the cliche, like old person thing where it's like, if I wanted to play music oh, i would just oh play God, a real guitar i hate that mentality but that's exactly how i like i never i never said that and i never would seriously say that but that's how i feel about it's like well shit i would just learn how to play that song on guitar or like learn how to play an instrument if i want to do that um, I, I, people said that a lot I, to me i think that's like i think it's a really stupid thing to say about it because it's just it's not the same thing it, it does no. not take near the dedication to get good at like i could get good at rock band in 30 days yeah. I could get good at playing the guitar in, you know, 10 years or something. Like, to get really good, it would take an extended period of time. That's it, true. It's, hey, that, I don't know. I, I think that's – people say that to me a lot when, when I talk about it. I'm like, listen, I don't want to invest, you know, a ridiculous amount of time just right. to get the basics down. Exactly. Whereas with this, I can pick it up and just go. But, yeah. And maybe for me, maybe that is because, like, I do know how to play guitar, you know? <laughs> like – Yeah, I've never, I've never been a musical person. That was the other thing. So it was a nice little – so that's that's I'm gonna chalk it up to that basically. Like, I already played an instrument, so I didn't have any interest in like you know playing a video game version of the sure. instrument. Maybe that's that's probably all there is to it. But but at the same time, I've also heard of plenty of people who also play guitar but have a fun plan, have a fun ass time playing Guitar Hero in you know sure. rock band or whatever. So I I don't really know why, but from I just was never really interested in any of those. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. 
I believe that will do for this email. I'm looking forward to this episode. And then the mega epic 100th mammoth episode. Oh, that part. 100th episode spectacular. If you guys are really going to list your top 100 games of all time, I have a feeling we're in for a seven-hour podcast, which would be awesome. Samuel. It may be PS, close. P.S. Robert, you didn't read my postscript from the last episode in which I voted for you playing Silent Hill, but I guess my vote didn't matter since everybody else voted for Silent Hill. Oh, so I'm writing this postscript if you actually... Uh, I'm sorry that I missed that. I apologize for Robert's lack of professional. <laughs> sorry. We'll, we'll have a talk with him. I love how in his postscript, he talks about us not reading his last postscript. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what if we didn't catch this one? Then we just, I know. <laughs> then, we, then we would have been all good. Awesome. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Samuel. Mail us at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Once again, our top five for next time is going to be... Uh, for you guys, it's basically games that you think would have been that you would have really enjoyed or that you would have really enjoyed, but you've never ended up playing them. For us, it's going to be basically that same thing, but sort of worked a little bit differently <clears throat> into our top 100 lists or not into the top 100 list, but in conjunction with them. I like it. Uh, real quick, we'll jump into the current gaming subcast. I like it. Is that all right with you? Yeah, I don't have much to contribute as always. Hit me with it. Uh, let's see, what have I been playing? Nothing. Pretty much nothing. Same, really? th- same things I've been playing. Yeah, I, I just don't play a lot of a lot of games right now. What are you playing? Uh, okay, so I finished Professor Layton and the Azrin Legacy. It was a fun game. Th- those games have, well, or at least this one, this is the only one I've played. There's a lot of text and story to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lisa plays those games. Yeah. I'm not sure. I enjoyed it, and like you, like you described it perfectly. It's a cute game. Yeah, um, it is. I don't know if I'm going to play another one for a while because it's just like, all right, yeah, that was really fun. The puzzles are cool, but there is just so much. Like it's like thirty percent playing and seventy percent watching and reading. Jeez, I don't remember being that bad. Christ, it is. Maybe I'm off a little bit, but it's at least fifty-fifty. That's so crazy. I don't remember that at all. Um, I've been playing a little bit more, well, a good bit more Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Still having a ton of fun with that. That game is really good. There's a lot of variety in it. Uh, There's like, I'm eight hours in and there are still, and like they just introduced a new mechanic into it. It's like, oh, now you can do this in battle. That's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, It's super fun and the humor is really great. Um, I did get Monster Hunter World, which is kind of oh, crazy right now. About that. I um, I don't want to talk about it much yet because I'm not too far in, but I'm having a pretty fun time with it so far. But it is like <laughs> like ridiculously complicated in some ways. It's like, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to do a mission or like a different kind of mission or a third kind of mission or an expedition? <laughs> uh, and if you go on an expedition, then you can do this or that, and make sure you get your sub quests picked out, or you can do, on, or you can do a research quest uh, thingy, or like make sure you have your other these other side quests picked out that you can do that are kind of passive. And here's an, here's a f- like sixth kind of quest you can do, but make sure you check off the ones that you want to pick from, and then go to this other place and make sure you pick the right one before you go on your real quest. And uh, here's a. Uh, you know, like a million different types of power-ups. 
Make sure you eat and get these types of power-ups before you go on your mission. Here's a hundred different kinds of armor. Oh, God, stop. Here's a hundred different kinds of weapons. Uh, we get it. You can also upgrade your armor, or you can forge new armor. Or if you have this type of thing, you can get you can build this. Or you can build oh, upgrades with this upgrade. Or you can buy these things. <laughs> it's, it is kind of crazy. It's actually absolutely crazy. And, and, I haven't played, watched a little bit. And it's one of those things where it's like there's a whole lot of stuff going on, but I do feel like uh, if I just keep playing it for a little while, it'll sort of all naturally sort of come to me. Sure. But right now, it's just like how many different types of items and missions and quests and subquests and expeditions can there possibly be? <laughs> there are so many little subsystems underneath everything that is kind of crazy. And what's funny is. Everybody who's played a Monster Hunter game, this is this is the first Monster Hunter game that I've ever played. But everything I've heard is, yeah, this is the most easy to get into, to get into one that they've made so far. Jeez. <laughs> so games like that, though, like if you can actually get through the grind, in my experience, have been some of my favorite games. Though, like if you yeah. can actually get, if if it's well balanced and stuff, but right, it could be a really good game. Yeah, it's supposed to be super good, and I'm. Not that far in, I'm like probably four or five hours, and I am having a good time. So I'm I'm definitely gonna keep playing. Gotcha. Um, and but I guess I already talked about that one more than I wanted to because I kind of wanted to get into it a little bit more before I go f- very far into it. The only other one I've got is uh, Near Automata. It's an action game. It's an action RPG, and everything I've heard is just the first. Yeah, yeah, the first playthrough is all right. It's not that fantastic, but then you have to play through it a second time. And the second playthrough is, is fucking amazing. And then the third playthrough is even a little bit better than that. And then if you keep on going, then like, then all eight playthroughs are all, are all really good. Uh, so I did, I finished my first playthrough, which was, I don't remember exactly somewhere around the 15 or 16 hour mark. I believe maybe a little bit more. I could be wrong about that. And it was kind of what everybody said. I was like, all right, yeah, this was all right. And so I did a second playthrough and the second playthrough, um, was, uh, it's a lot shorter, probably about four or five, probably about four hours. And there, there are new mechanics and everything kind of generally goes faster. And there are new like story elements that come into play. But it didn't, it didn't like blow my mind that I was basically led to believe it would. Uh, and, but it was, it was notably better, but it was, it was like, oh yeah, that was really good. But it wasn't like, holy shit, this was fucking crazy. Like, like everybody said. So I don't know if I'm just kind of missing something or if it just didn't hit me as much as it did everybody else. And then, so I finished that one and I started the third playthrough, which is bait, which is kind of not accurate to say it's a third playthrough because it goes on on your third time going through the game. It basically goes through, goes to an entirely different part of the story. So you're not actually replaying what you played before you're playing all new stuff on the third, on the third try. Uh, and I've only gotten like 10 minutes into that. So like, I can't even say anything about that so far, but it's supposed to be pretty short uh, on the third playthrough also. So I will probably finish that at some point. Uh, maybe not soon because I want to focus on Monster Hunter right now. But uh, I do. I will go back eventually and play through that just to kind of see like where it goes from there. Considering it's not very long, but uh, I am enjoying Near Automata. But 
like I've heard so many like crazy, so much crazy praise about it, and I'm just not feeling it as much as a uh, as, as a lot of people have. Wow. Not that it's bad or anything, but it's just that I I felt the same way about the first playthrough as I was told that I would, and then the second one I was like, yeah, that's better, but it's just it's not like knocking me dead or anything. So. Those are the games. That's 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 what I've been playing. That's my current gaming <laughs> subcast rundown. You play a lot of games, man. Yeah, I have been playing a lot lately. Uh, I think that's a wrap for this episode. Once again, we have a huge ass episode next time. We are going to be one week late on that one, uh, because we have some other things going on. So, and it, it probably doesn't hurt to take a break before you do like a five long hour episode, which is past the potential of being. But we have some cool stuff planned in addition to our top 100 list. Uh, we think it's going to be fun. No spoilers, though. You have to you have to tune in then to, to, to hear what happens. And then we will go through our top 100 games of all time, hopefully without uh, dying in the process, because it's going to take <laughs> a while. Once again, mail us, mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Leave us iTunes reviews. Uh, it, that, that'll really help us if, if you guys can leave us iTunes reviews because we don't really do much or any, we don't do any advertising. So if you do that, that can help out the podcast a whole lot. And also Please. just tell everybody, tell people that you know who you think might be interested in it. Hey, check out these two well, fucking idiots. don't tell idiots. everybody, but tell some people. Tell some people that you're not going to be embarrassed to tell, to listen to us talk for three hours because I understand that's, that's a... Uh, that's a lot of heat to put on yourself to say, hey, I, yeah, I listen to these two dumbasses, and you should too. Uh, Jay, am I leaving anything out? What do you have? That's yeah, everything. What do you have to cap us off with? I'm looking forward to episode 100. I would Same. definitely start doing some training. If you guys aren't listening to this on the treadmill, I'd probably start doing that. Maybe cut some, <laughs> bulk it up on carbs. Uh, <laughs> make sure you have some sort of electrolyte, maybe some goo or, or some stuff you can mix with water. Goo? Be long. Yeah, like the goo stuff that people used to get electrolytes back. It's uh, you're saying before? Uh oh no, yeah, I've seen that. But just drink coconut water. That's that's good enough. That's better. Yeah. It tastes better. Thank you everybody for listening. <laughs> we love you so so much. And we'll see you yeah, in right. about three weeks this time. Bum 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 b